3: Coming up on TMS, Bed, Bath, and Beyond Beef. We don't talk about the return of brew, no, no, no. Dutch ovening, my poor wife. That was a dumb thing to do. That's not how you turn off a monitor. Bar, floor teeth all the jimmies you ever lose your teeth he's rubbing those shoes adam is basically a mark jambalaya dreaming Roseanneville. like roseanne
1: the show get it floor teeth back in the mouth to say nothing of read this with amy
3: the effervescent wisdom of wendy and more on this episode of the morning stream
4: Knees thrust your tummy. You don't have to ask your mummy. Up and down, re energize. This one's hard, you'll realize. Stomach back is what this is for. Do it right, you will score. I hate this place. Smells like 19th century ass.
3: Up, down, up, down. This is the morning stream. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for Thursday, March 24th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Hi. Hi, Scott. How are you? You know, I'm actually doing pretty good this morning. I have energy, and I didn't expect to have pure energy when I woke up.
1: <laughs> pure energy. Pure, I usually, pure.
3: usually a lot more tired lately. And uh, I think it's the maybe the weather's changing. It's getting warmer, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. A little less... Uh, oh,
1: it's so nice. Yeah. You know, it's
3: like uh, yeah.
1: we 30 degrees when I get up, but it's going to be like 60 today. Yeah. It's almost, it's almost like, oh, let's just get up. Oh, 63. It is, that is going to be after TMS. I'm getting on the bike
3: for a little bit. Ah, see. There you go. Where are you going to go? TMS,
1: uh, after Coverville. Um, I'll probably just do a loop that has a... Um, like a 40 grade 40 percent gray or whatever hill mm, in it mm. to get some hill practice what's
3: the recommendation on the on the grade is there a thing that you're supposed to hit and do no no, no. Okay. it's just like what can you take yeah what can do you everything do? you can take do whatever you can do and then push harder the next <laughs> right. time even right exactly exactly yeah all right well yeah, uh, just keep
1: keep uh, right like always push further always go harder yeah uh, always go
3: harder that's what I Always say. Go harder, yeah. Uh, I got a, we got a theory email. So we talked about Bruce Willis the other day, and why is he, in, why is he in all these crap movies? You know, what's going on there? <laughs> this, I hope this is not the case, but yes, let's get. to I this. do too, because I don't know why this would be the case for him. But then, you know, when Nick Cage was doing this uh-huh. for three, four years straight, wh- what were people having the same rumor there? But anyway, right. Here's what right. he says. Uh, this is actually a comment on the blog, but it came from Ch. Uh, for our episode, TMS twenty two sixty four, called "Bruce Willis Needs to Fart," <laughs> he says, uh, he says, there's a growing rumor that Bruce Willis has dementia, and so he's been doing these movies where he makes a million dollars a day for one to three days max, as a way to set aside as much money as possible for his family when his condition forces him to retire. These films require very much or very little of him. His lines are fed to him in an earpiece, and plenty of the gaps are filled in with the use of body doubles. So I don't have any way to confirm that, but if that's true, yeah. that makes me horribly sad. But uh, it is it- really sad. Yeah, I don't know.
1: There's, there's, you know, there's a lot of. You do a search for Bruce Willis dementia, you get a lot of stuff, including a Reddit post. <laughs> Reddit post mm-hmm. from four days ago, mm-hmm. um, titled "Stop making fun of Bruce Willis; he's legitimately disabled." How do they know uh, this? He says, uh, "Where is this?" Uh, I learned this from a close friend who did his makeup on one of these trash movies from the last couple of years.
3: <laughs> so he, he's still a little, a little backhanded compliment there, like you know, one of these garbage movies that he's been. Yeah, yeah. Out. Be nice to Bruce Willis. I talked to someone who made one of these pieces of shit he was in. That's a weird. That's a weird tone that guy has. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, but does it? I mean, is there any? I need more than that. I can't have just somebody going, oh, I got a friend who knew somebody who did a right. thing. Like, yes, it's just, exactly. It's not yes. enough. I, I Look, if it's true, that's horrible. I, you know, And he should do whatever yeah. he wants to do. He should do what he wants yeah. to do anyway. This is the thing. None of us control Bruce Willis, regardless of his condition. And if he's yeah. experiencing this stuff, well, then he should do what he wants. And if he's not, he For should sure. also do what he wants. Do what he wants. It's Bruce exactly. Willis. It's fine. Yes,
1: I feel like, you know, if this is the case... Um. Uh. Man, power to him and his family for for doing this sort of thing. But if this is some ugly rumor somebody started, then really shame on them. Yeah,
3: that's what I say. Yeah, starting rumors about something dumb exactly, like that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh. All right, Brian. We we must know. We have yes, to know. How did the three D print go last night?
1: <sighs> all right. So I started it. I started pretty close to. Uh, no, I started it during the show. Yes. Oh no, I take that back. I started after the show yesterday because I did the. Um, is that right? No, I think I did start it. I started right before TMS yesterday because it would be thirteen mm. hours okay. or fourteen hours. When I went to bed, it was still going. Okay. And uh, so I had to I had to go to sleep, thinking, "All right, you know, is the vat full? The vat's full. Is there anything else I need to worry about? Was it so far, okay, so good. When gonna... you went
3: to bed, like was like was so working? far so
1: good. When okay. I went to bed, all right. I got up. Oh. And Scott. It looks awesome, <laughs> and I'm going to uh, I'm going to take out, turn off the lights here. Let's
3: take a look. I'm so excited! I pre- hey, look, I predicted that. I put pre- I, Scott predicted perfect. You did predict perfect. You yeah. totally did. Yeah.
1: Here is. Oh, you lit painted up. it.
3: This means someone stayed uh, up too, not too I, late. I,
1: Matt, I painted it, or I did uh, primer, black yeah. primer on there. Yeah. Let's see if I can. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my computer to sleep so that you don't get screen. Um,
3: right. Yeah, we're getting secondary light no if uh, there you go i think yeah. you there can i hear you <laughs> i don't see your camera now No, you know uh that was a dumb thing to do yeah if you yeah if you put your computer to sleep i think that sleeps all functions of your computer i think is how that works
1: yeah it doesn't just dim the uh it doesn't just dim the screen it turns everything off doesn't yeah. it you gotta,
3: you gotta do one of those uh hot corner things where you uh uh, yeah,
1: oh, that's right. Yeah, put it into like, uh uh let's see, which which corner do I have? As my, do I have a corner set up here? Yeah, yeah. Sleep was a bad choice. Uh I thought I just put it into like screen
3: Oh, you could before. just turn your monitor off. That would work too. Because you, oh, yours is, is you're running cool. on a mini, I'd so on a,
1: on a mini. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where there's a button to turn this thing off. Honestly, Got I don't it. know if there really is. Like <laughs> there may not there be. There is no. Yeah, there may not there be. is no button. <laughs> All right. Well, in any case, so there it is. Check this out. The light sensor works. So if I take this one out, you can see the whole thing lights oh, up.
3: Oh, That's cool. Yeah, Dude, that's cool. And you don't have to you're not going to do any kind of labeling or anything. It's not going to be like this is where Han or Han or not Han Solo. This is where uh, the purple one is for Jane. No, 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 no. Uh, J- James Jackson, what's wrong with my brain?
1: Samuel, Samuel Jackson, L. Jackson for Mace, for Mace Windu, so you can see the lights now coming through on this uh, thing. Yeah,
3: that's cool.
1: Um, I'm not going to do labeling like that. I might do like a Black Spire Outpost logo on it. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I might. I might just let it let it be as is. You know, I think it looks. That's pretty cool. It looks really good like this. I'm sending you a photo of it because uh, the photo I took is far better.
3: Oh yeah, oh. the screen the screen really is making it blur out. This would be nice to see it without it. Uh, let's see here.
1: Yeah, I'll send it to you via text. Give me one second. I just had to turn lights back on in my studio. That was oh, really. No
3: that was really funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Rath eighty six. What monitor has no power switch? I'll tell you. It is the LG. LG, whatever this thing is, <laughs> it has no no. No buttons that I can feel along any part of it that I can
3: No edges, uh, no nothing in the rear just just to the rear of the side. Maybe
1: something in the rear. No, nothing in the rear with the gear.
3: Uh this LG over here's got a great big button. Every in the other middle. monitor I
1: have has like a button on the side or on the bottom or on the front. That's
3: weird. Yeah. That's like really weird. Thing it is weird. All right. Well, there you go. Um all right,
1: sending you a photo. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Photo coming. Photo coming. Photo coming. Photo coming. It's got a photo coming.
3: Photo incoming. It's incoming. Photo incoming. It's coming. I feel it coming now. There
1: you go. Yeah, so this is, and I'll send you two of them. I'll send you one um, before I um, oh, painted it this. with the primer, before I primed it, because mm-hmm. then you can see there was actually some light bleed coming through with the primer.
3: Oh, yeah, you can see it at the base of the rings a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so, what do you do there? You put in just extra, you thicken that up and make it opaque or whatever.
1: Well, or? the primer, the primer covered that up. I guess.
3: <clears throat> oh, okay. I see. You.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess even with the black one, you get a little bit of light bleed. Yeah, that's Look what at I was the second about. one I sent you though. Okay. That's without primer.
3: Oh, that's zero. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh
1: wow. Which which yeah. kind of doesn't look bad either? You kind know? of does it look light. cool, right? Kind of. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I actually don't mind that. Um, no. Either way really is cool. cool, but those, yeah, that's rad. I love it.
1: So so now I have, you know, this is my base unit. Now um, I, I can look at Black Spire Outpost photos, things like that, and say, okay, here's, you know, here are some elements, kind of Star Wars u- universe elements that really work well for this shape. And I was thinking initially doing like a, um, like the the front of the light speeder, but I don't want to have this be like a rounded front of a vehicle kind of thing. Sure. Um,
3: that makes sense. Yeah,
1: so uh, I don't know, I don't know. I got I got to do some design work and see what I think. But um, I think
3: it's badass looking. I think it's this real is cool. really
1: it really came out great. And uh, uh, y'all yeah, throw these up on Etsy or something. And most people- of, most of
3: these people come home and they throw those crystals in a drawer somewhere. Right, exactly. Not Brian. He makes a Not damn me. display with lights in it damn and a right. sensor yeah. and all that. Look at this. He's a true Star gotta Wars make this
1: fan. Got to make this thing look freaking excellent.
3: Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, the 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 seven, the eight, seven or eight-year-old in me that saw Star Wars in the theaters for the first time <laughs> is losing his mother-effing mind inside my head right now. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Uh, real quick, before we get to Amy, uh, very fast. Last night, had a weird dream, but it wasn't as weird as the previous dreams. This dream... Uh, was all talk shows uh, sorry, nighttime talk shows in the history of the medium were all in the same room so it was like Letterman uh, Johnny Carson, all the new guys Colbert, all them all the talk show people alright
0: mm-hmm.
3: Brian, here's the question and this is when I, when I woke up all from right. this it wasn't even unique, the dream was just a dream about all these people in one room but when I woke up, I thought of, of all these people, Conan O'Brien and that Ferguson guy, and all the late-night talk show uh, hosts, and, uh, if sure. they were all in everybody a room everybody named Jimmy, yes, <laughs> if they were all the Jimmys, if you were all, if they were all in a room, yes, Arsenio Hall was in there. Chevy Chase was not. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> that thing only lasted a week. So uh, Whoopi
1: Goldberg man. did she was she there? She was not uh, was in there. there. <laughs> no Whoopi. Uh,
3: no daytimer types. Oh no, uh, I take that back. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres was there in the stream. But anyway, so they're all in this dream. Yep. And it got me to think when I woke up and well, I how
1: to, were they like was what was the situation here was it like a convention or something
3: or Hard to say they were just all collected in a in a single space talking it was just a loud okay. room full of talking right. which is what made me think of this when I woke up I thought and I would ask you in fact first thing I woke up I was this, you're going to ask this on the show tomorrow in that room if it was dead silent for a second like yeah. no nobody was saying anything for a second And these are all people that are trained to fill any possible opening of sound with sound, to talk, right? They want to fill every time there's any kind of blank, you fill it with discussion because that's what these talk show hosts do. Yeah. Who would be the first one to say something in a situation where it got quiet and awkward?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think Letterman would make some joke... uh ah that's why i'm not doing this anymore all right all right you give it to dave that's interesting okay um well Well, let me think about this like all right he'd he'd be the first to make a joke about it james corden i think would be the first to complain about like he'd
3: be awkward about it being silent being quiet that's actually pretty good he was there also so was um yeah uh uh, jay Leno was there fallon was there Sure. Um who uh, oh, even um Jack Parr, who I barely know in my head, is there. <laughs> Steve Allen was Steve Allen there as well. <laughs> Didn't see Steve Allen, but he could have been there. Uh, You've gotta stop eating the checks mix, right? I know, I know, there. dude. I'm telling you, actually yesterday it was too much jambalaya. Kim made uh, vegan jambalaya yesterday, and it was mm. so mm-hmm. freaking good that I went back really? for like three trips. Oh geez. Okay. Well, vegan, that's all it's right. Vegan, it's all you vegetables know? and stuff. And so no,
1: Sausage, no, uh,
3: none of that, no meat. I know. Yeah, it I know. was good though. Her her vegetarian thing is fantastic when she makes it, it's very good. So, I eat way too much of it, and uh, I think that contributed. I was to the impressed
1: stretch. that you spelled jambalaya correctly on Twitter. When oh, you, you sent like the that?
3: Photo. Yeah, I uh, uh, that one I can spell because we eat it a lot around here. So. Oh,
1: I don't know. Last time you put it in our show notes, it was Jambolia. Oh, did I get it wrong
3: in there? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Famously, we did one episode. J- Jambolia. Yes. J- Jambolia. Yeah. Everyone likes a hot bola. Jambolia. Mm, who doesn't like some Jambolia? All right. Red Fraggling coming. Uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about some book stuff. This will be exciting.
1: I hope so, because, read this
3: wouldn't work for uh, uh, for video games. No, it would not. So check it out. Hey, do y'all hear that? That's the music we use to introduce Amy, who comes on the show and talks about books and stuff she's reading and things she'd like to recommend. Hey, Amy, welcome back to the show.
2: Hey, friends. Hi. How's it Going today?
3: Good. Welcome Hello. back to Welcome back to Read This, your very own segment. Uh, I was thinking about you yesterday because um, I opened up my iPad and I was like, uh, "This is later last night," and I'm like, "Ah, what do I want to read? Do I keep reading Stormlight Archive, Book One, or do I flip over and read some comics?" and I flipped over and read some comics. So there you go. That's I don't know why I thought of you, but I did. I thought of you, and I thought of reading, and, and, and then I chose the easier of the two paths.
2: <laughs> well, hey, you know, sometimes...
3: <laughs> and that has made all the difference. Yes, it did.
2: <laughs> sometimes that's what you do. I was actually saying recently, I have not been reading nearly enough lately because my, my nighttime routine has sort of changed a little bit, mm. and um, now that I've been introduced to the Calm app, I have these, like... I don't know if anybody's familiar with that little app, but it's got like all these meditations and it's got sleep stories and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Killian
2: Murphy puts me to bed every night. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Nice. <laughs> Reading me a story about Ireland. It's fantastic. How can, you, how
1: can you sleep thinking of those dreamy blue eyes? I know. <laughs> Careful! Oh, him.
2: but his voice is super soothing. Like I never yeah. get past the first, you know, a couple of paragraphs. He just those
1: things. I tried yeah. calm for a couple of months, and because uh, I was having a hard time sleeping, those things. Uh, it's it's borderline ASMR because they've got those microphones pretty close. And it's like, all right, you're walking through a very calming <laughs> forest. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's a mist hanging in the air. Hold on, let me take a drink of coffee. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the
2: difference though is I can't hear their mouth noises that's the thing that bugs okay, me about uh, asmR is yeah. it like and you know this is from a, a former voice actor person like mm. mouth noises drive mm. me bananas oh, so. you
3: yeah. and me both yeah I don't <laughs> so, I don't get like, most no. asmR there's certain like object things that you can do like Nick works for a local YouTube company here uh where he brings in old shoes and restores them on video and they have mics like super trained on it and so you can hear the brushing and the the scraping or the whatever leather treatment he's doing on these boots and stuff and it's really cool and that stuff chills me out but when it's someone going okay now i'm in your ear and i'm gonna <laughs> freaking <laughs> i hate that dude Can't
2: yeah. do no i'm with you that yeah. that makes yeah. me i mean I, that makes me creeped out like you know so yeah. I just
1: yeah
3: <laughs> Yeah. I don't like it. I, no, sir, I don't.
1: I also yeah, like that like like if I'll be listening to a podcast and somebody's got really dry mouth, like where they're, they're it's like they've got a mouthful of maple syrup like yeah. that sort of thing Ugh. as they're talking. Ugh. I have to turn it off. I have to leave. I can't do it. Can't I deal can't. with
3: yeah. it. Yeah,
2: yeah I hate that too.
3: So listen to this um, real quick. I got anyway. I got a, I got a tiny little bit of audio of <laughs> this. Listen to this. This is Nick doing shoes. Hold on. See, he's rubbing those shoes, man. Oh. <laughs> oh, I
1: thought we oh, were going to hear him talk. Shoes. Is that it? No,
3: he Just never like says that. anything. It's all, oh, it's its intended it all- to be not ASMR necessarily. I guess it is kind of, but it's for this. Uh, so he's working for this channel called uh, Rose Anvil. Some people may have heard of this. Okay. They're like five hundred thousand subscribers. Or that something. was my.
1: That was almost my podcast talking about the uh, Connor family uh, on that sitcom. Uh, and I almost, almost did it, and I never did it.
3: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Rose-
1: Roseanneville.
3: Yeah, Roseanneville. I get it. No, it was good. Yeah. Okay. All right. uh, yeah. But it's it's, it's really, uh, it's, really <laughs> it's really good. It's good stuff. <laughs> so good. No, it was good. I wrote it down. I'm going to use it later. It's going to be uh-huh.
1: great. Always
2: great when you have to explain the joke. I know
3: exactly. I agree. Exactly, <laughs> I agree. Yes. That's a strong one. <laughs> anyway, hey. So we are. Uh, we got some reading to do. What What should we be doing? with our reading time right now
2: so I am actually really excited to recommend this book I I read it for the first time a, a long time ago and I'm actually gonna start reading it again now because it's it's one of those books that like you can forget the details and rediscover them and it's wonderful. It's called To Say Nothing of the Dog by oh. Connie Willis. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And if yeah. you've not read any of her stuff, like a lot of her, it's it's time travel, but it's hilarious oh. time travel. So yeah. it's it is. That's it's funny, all, if we don't
1: have enough of that. We don't have enough hilarious time travel. <laughs> I agree. It, it's yeah.
2: very yeah. sort of like a comedy of errors. And then like, you know, so something gets messed up and then the more they try to fix the thing- the more things get even more messed okay. up, and it's like just,
0: that.
2: yeah, it's um, so in this world, time travel exists, but only you know historians essentially go back in time to literally observe things in the first person, mm. so they're trying to get a very, very accurate historical record,, yeah. and then something comes forward in time from a past time. And mayhem ensues. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to give away too much, yeah. but it's because it's it's really fun and hilarious to discover it. Um, but the title is an homage to the Jerome K. Jerome book, which is Three Men in a Boat. To say nothing of the dog, yeah. uh, which it, it ends up happening pretty early on in the book. There are three <laughs> men in a boat and a dog named Cyril, who's like in my mind just this hulking goofy bulldog and it's the the whole, and they're headed down a river in england and in like the 18th century i think mm-hmm. um and it's it's really it's really funny and there's a there's this concept of the more you go back in time as a historian you can suffer from what's called time lag and so you start hallucinating and things like that and the book is written in the first person so after a little while you start to wonder if ned is an unreliable narrator or you know what i mean like <laughs> right, is what right. he's saying happening really happening or is he time lagged and hallucinating i I'm not really sure mm. uh, but but it's all really fun and hilarious and each chapter uh sort of starts out with a quote from you know from some other author and they almost remind me very obliquely of Brian's guess the connection clues.
3: Oh, weird! Because
2: they're like, <laughs> you you only you only understand why they're there after you understand why they're there.
1: <laughs> Good. Okay. So, yeah. Which is exactly how I write those because okay. I want uh, I wanted to be a confirmation. Like once you think you have the answer, you can look back and say, "Oh, yeah, okay, that confirms what I think it is." Kind of thing. Right. So it's interesting. Yeah.
3: Her her list of books is is pretty. Varied. She does a ton it's obviously a ton of science fiction. She's specifically a science fiction author, but I'm I'm seeing all sorts of takes here that aren't necessarily all comedic uh on mm-hmm. on various themes. So this is would you would you compare it to anything like close to I don't know Douglas Adams Douglas style Adams, stuff yeah, or, right. or or What is it in but, that Yeah, vein? I mean
2: so there it's British for sure. So and it mm-hmm. has some dry British humor, but it's not as, quite as tongue in cheek as something like a Douglas Adams or a Terry Pratchett. Like it doesn't okay. it doesn't quite break the fourth wall quite more as much subtle. as they do. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a little it's a little more subtle. And thus that's why I didn't include a clip from the audiobook today. Not I mean the the narrator is fine, you know, but like they just read some from the first chapter, mm. which the first chapter is him excavating like these old ruins of a church from immediately after the Blitz in London, and mm. they're trying to find the bishop's bird stump.
0: Mm.
2: <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you what that is because you don't know what that is in the book until you know, and it's you know, so it's a whole thing. Basically, the bishop's bird stump is a as a MacGuffin. And, you know, you're you spend the whole book looking for it and then you're like, oh, weird. OK, um, but yeah, so it, that the whole first chapter is just him digging through rubble and then sort of establishing that. And so I was like, eh, the audio from that doesn't really grab you and make you like super want to read it. So I'll just
3: get on and talk about it. (laughs) It
1: describes it as a companion to the Doomsday Book, which I guess was a previous novel of hers. Yeah, it says
3: says that's book one, right? It says right here uh, part one is Doomsday Book and then part two is to say nothing of the dog. Do you have to read it? But you don't,
1: this isn't technically a sequel. It's just a companion book, same universe kind of thing, right? Like you didn't need to read doomsday book to enjoy this
2: i did not and i did not read doomsday book nor did i need it to enjoy it i just enjoyed it yeah um but yes it is the same universe and my understanding is that doomsday book is super depressing and this is very light and and fun so i like
1: that i like this better
3: already yeah (laughs) super depressing interesting
1: you did the audiobook you said
3: No, uh, no, uh, no! You You got it. uh, I, I
2: I heard a, I heard a sample of the audiobook because I was considering taking a sample to send as a clip, but I was Mm -hmm. like, eh, it's just kind of a dry British Mm -hmm. narrator reading it, and you know, so I was like, eh, it'll be more fun. I'll just, I'll just jump on and talk about it.
3: Yeah, come and sit down. The drop isn't scheduled till noon. That's that's the voice. Uh, Essentially,
1: because it it says it's Stephen Crossley. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. the narrator.
3: So. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah, I was going to
2: say that was different than the sample I found. Yeah. So that, uh, apparently, are you your at high mileage speed? may vary. <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs>
3: I don't know what's going on there. But she, uh, someone in the chat says she is not British. No, we know she's an American author. But she, but the, this fits in that the, the
2: story is yeah. British. Yes. Right. So my you, TRPW. It's, yes. Good. Good correction there.
3: Yeah. Thank yeah. Well, it sounds great. I want to check it out, and and I'm, I'm glad to hear I don't need the first one. It's rated slightly, well, the, the first one's rated the highest on uh, Goodreads, Doomsday Book, mm-hmm. I should say. Mm-hmm. To Say Nothing of the Dog, very close second, uh, only by like a point two <laughs> rating or something. mm mm-hmm. um, if you're saying I don't need to read the first one at all, I'm, I'll just start there. I'll start with two. I don't think yeah. you do.
2: I uh, Put it this way, I haven't read Doomsday Book and I very much enjoyed To Say Nothing of the Dog. In fact, I was a little disappointed that we. I was going to do this book back in February for. because there was a show that we were supposed to have that was on Groundhog Day. And I was like, oh, I'm so going to do To Say Nothing of the Dog for Groundhog Day. But then we didn't have a show for reasons. Oh,
3: right. Um, the, yeah. You know,
2: so if somebody was at the doctor or some, something, I don't know, something happened. We didn't have a show, so I saved it. But um. yeah, so it's a lot of the, a lot of the time travel things kind of end up like that, where you're like, wait, we've been here before. What are we doing? Wait, what, what, what are we doing? Hey, you know?
3: Brian, so. where's Greeley, Colorado? She lives there.
1: It's, uh, oh really? It's about yeah. an hour and a half north of here and it smells horrible. Really? Uh, horribly. Uh, yeah, there's a, uh, slaughterhouse, Uh Monfort is the not Munford and Sons, but the Monfort Slaughterhouse is there. Tina went to college in Greeley at University of Northern Colorado. And Wednesdays was slaughter day. So the whole town stinks. (laughs) And uh
3: The whole town stinks. uh, The
1: whole town stinks. Yeah, Greeley uh not a great place, you know. Go up the go up the way to uh, Fort Collins, and you're way way better off than uh, than Greeley.
3: Yeah, her uh, it says here her husband's a professor of physics at the University of Northern Colorado. So maybe you're I don't know. Maybe Tina took a class uh, from uh,
1: maybe. Oh, how what was the what was the uh, he's a professor? Say what? His,
3: it doesn't say his name, but professor oh. of physics it says. Oh,
1: physics! No, she wouldn't have taken that. She did, she had her uh, criminal justice degree. Oh, so. gotcha.
3: Yeah, She's packing heat watch out that's
1: right oh. exactly yeah. uh well this yeah, is great watch out for her, yeah. everybody
3: <laughs> this is good stuff as always go check it out again that's connie willis the book is uh to say nothing of the dog and she has a whole list of other books i'm sort of interested in hearing about all these now uh fantastic stuff uh amy anything else you want to mention where can people find yeah. you, and talk to you so
2: and- i'm you guys are talking about vegas i'm super duper excited yeah. about that i'm Can't also I'm, there. I'm sitting here like I'm hand making. I'm also going to be handing out random swag and whatnot, and so and I'm hand making some things. I'm not going to tell you what they are though because uh-huh. surprise. Um, so, but yeah, and um, I have a question about the pool bar thing. Yeah. Um, for the the first night, is that is it like one of those pool bars where there's like a swim up bar, or is it just like a bar that's is it near the one pool? up top? It's, it's a
1: bar. Yeah, it's a bar near a pool. Yeah, there's no swim up Uh, the plaza pool, although it's very, very nice, is not like there's no uh, uh, blackjack tables inside it or anything like that. It is a it is a very nice rectangle because this is old Vegas. Keep in mind, (laughs) this is this is original Vegas, but it uh, has a great view. It's one of the best views you can get of downtown from up there. Yeah,
3: It's up there up high. You can see all around. It's awesome. I like it up there. You you can
1: see the really weird. Uh, decor, the painting on the wall of the one of the plaza towers that has a woman about to get
3: killed by a blue monster. Yep, yep. What else can you All ask right. for? Yep. That's mean, yeah.
2: What else do
1: you want? There's else nothing else? You, yeah. else. you need
3: nothing else but that. I'm telling you. Plus, you can see that nugget guy that looks like he's holding a bowl of kick, uh, kicks. He does, he's supposed to be nuggets. Can
1: you still? I thought, Is that guy still around? I the, think he's the still up. Nugget? I think so. Okay.
3: I'm not 100% positive he's still there as of last time <laughs> I saw him, but I love that guy. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, well, there you go. Hey, Amy, have a great week, and we'll look forward to doing this again real soon.
2: Cool. You owe me a word in Scrabble,
3: Scott. Oh, I do. I'll get in there and get that done right. by, by now. <laughs> All righty. There you have it. You owe her a word. I do owe Can her I a word. word with you? I would like to have many, many triple words with you if I might. Yeah. All right. We're going to do a quick bit of news uh, here cool. at this port, port of the show. Port, part of the show is what I meant to say. Uh, so enjoy this. All right. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by
1: Poetry unrequited. It's John Smollett's first collection of poetry, sharing the highs and lows of the almost-was, the maybe-just-maybe, and the never-will-be, depending on who you ask. Whether you are helplessly hoping or the victim of a missed connection, these poems commiserate one simple truth. We've all been there. But don't worry, it's not you, it's them. Available on Amazon, Kindle, or paperback, go to tiny.cc slash poetry book that's all lowercase tiny.cc slash poetry book yeah go get it
3: sounds awesome yeah. <clears throat> I love when yeah. our fans have some cool thing they're doing I love that
1: that's really cool and by the way that's how you that's how you write a
3: uh, a promo for something 100% take, yep take,
1: uh, take note that is a well written promo
3: yep anatomy of a proper promo you just heard it everybody Exactly. Yep. exactly so keep those coming alright check this out full set of teeth <laughs> We're left behind at a British restaurant. Ooh. Mm, this is nice. A British uh, restaurant is trying to find the owner of an unusual piece of lost and found property, a full set of teeth. The Barclay pizza and prosciutto. Prosciutto? Prose- prosecco. 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 <clears throat> what does that mean anyway? Uh, it's a it's an alcoholic drink. It's like a wine. Okay. Uh like a uh So I could go somewhere and say I'd like a Prosecco and they'd know what I mean. They know what they'd know, it, they'd know it exactly what you mean. Yes. Okay. That's cool. Uh, located in Royton, Oldham, England. Nothing like an old ham. Mm. <laughs> o- Odom. 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 Yeah. Uh, they said workers were cleaning in the early morning hours on Sunday when they found a full set of dentures on the floor in the bar area of the eatery. Emma Whalen, owner of the establishment, posted a photo on the business Facebook page showing a bag that employees <laughs> labeled teeth. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, those
1: might be mine.
3: Do you mind if I try them to see if they're mine? Yeah, can I put them in just briefly? Just briefly. Just briefly. Just, just briefly. for a moment, please. Oh, can no, they're not. Them, they don't please? fit at all. Someone else's teeth. Thank you for letting me try. Oh, yeah, pew yes, pew. I thought they were mine. Why do they, why do they taste of fish? <laughs> Ew. Oh, man. That's gross. <laughs> my poor wife, speaking of gaggy things, my wife this morning, the dogs ate. Aunt Rainer ate a little too fast, you could tell. -hmm. And when she was walking through the house all happy and whatever, she suddenly stopped and like had a burp that brought up a little bit of breakfast. Not too bad. Just kind of a prayer. And I've dealt with it. It's no big deal. I'm going to go clean it up. Kim goes, Oh my gosh, I can't even look at it. And I go, What? She goes, The dog barfed on the thing and now she's trying to eat it. I go, I go, Let her eat it. It was just in her guts. Who cares? Dogs don't care. Let her eat it. And she goes, uh," And she's running through the house like she was going to (laughs) hurl. I feel bad. Oh, it's awesome. I feel guilty. Anyway, we got a lot of things left behind on that uh, night in the Barclay. We have had house keys, phones, even a shoe. Uh, But this one is new, the post said. Uh, Let's see. The teeth were found at the end of a particularly busy night. We had a party upstairs, and it was busy downstairs as well. We didn't find the teeth until the end of the night, she told the evening news. Our supervisor Cameron found them. They were up on the, or, or they were on the floor in the in the bar. It's a full set of teeth. I particularly wanted to post it because somebody is definitely missing them. So who do you think is at home going? <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm missing something. I just, Yeah, I exactly. Much quite- uh, different. Some <laughs> feels
1: different here. <laughs> the fact they were on the floor too means that. Like, somebody was plowed, Uh-oh. right? Like, uh, just over too much Prosecco, and... Uh,
3: oh, that sounds so bad. Yeah. Can you imagine floor teeth back in your mouth?
1: Bar floor teeth.
3: Yeah, you Ugh. need to put those through, like, <laughs> supersonic, ultrasonic cleaning methods I don't or even know
1: if there's enough boiling you could do to make me want to put those back in my mouth.
3: Those are really bad. I <laughs> hope said it right. Shun of a bish, I forgot my tish. <laughs> Nice. You ever lose your teeth? <laughs> your <car> teeth. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there's that story. Check out Chipotle. We got Chipotle in the news. Okay, Chipotle, sure. We just got a new one over the not far. By the way,
1: you. I had a breakfast burrito from Ziggy's this morning. I've oh, got uh, yeah. Ziggy's coffee, as you can see right uh, here. Look at that. Yeah. Inspired by uh, Carter.
3: Yeah. Uh, What'd you think?
1: The. Uh, so the breakfast burrito, I got the one with chorizo, and yeah. maybe I didn't let her finish. Oh. Uh, Because she was saying, I'd like a, let me get two breakfast burritos because I was bringing one back for Tina. And she's like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, we've got chorizo, bacon. And he said, oh, no need to go any further. Chorizo. Mm. Now, I maybe should have waited because I don't think there was any egg in this. I think it was chorizo and beans and cheese. And I don't know. I I don't know. know, Bean uh, print like a refried beans in a breakfast burrito is an odd thing, but I don't think there was any egg in this. And I'll bet she was about to get to, uh chorizo and egg bacon and egg oh you
3: stopped her (laughs) stopped it too soon yeah yeah they have i really liked the one i got but it definitely had egg in it um so yeah i think think
1: i'll bet uh i'll bet i should i should have (laughs) waited how
3: how was the uh how's the coffee is it good coffee's
1: great yeah i just went with a straight uh drip of the day or daily brew or whatever it's called Mm -hmm. and um it's a medium roast it's their forte oh nice forte blend yeah um, the will forte it's blend it's very good mm. the will forte blend yep
0: yeah,
1: yeah like that yeah the photo i'm looking at on their website for sure or website has, for sure has uh, uh eggs meat cheese Potatoes and yeah, and,
3: uh, I think she stopped short because he didn't because it sounded like you didn't want so. anything else. I
1: think I sh- yeah, I said I should have said uh yeah. Please <laughs> tell me everything <laughs> instead of instead of oh, you had me a chorizo. Oh, okay, chorizo and dog shit. Great, here you go. Yeah, here you go.
3: Here's some dog shit chorizo for you. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Here's the deal anyway, at Chipotle. Yeah, Chipotle. They got a Chipotle. they got a robot named Chippy, and uh, it okay. makes tortilla chips for them. And it turns out they make them. Some people didn't believe it because there's there's a lot of variety in the chips. They don't look uniform uh-huh. like a robot made them. Yeah, and uh, that's because Chippy makes them imperfect on purpose. Oh, clever! Yeah. Check this out. Uh, c- c- uh, could you tell the difference between a tortilla chip made by a human and one that was made by a disembodied robot arm? Well, robot arms. Robot arms. Chipotle Mexican Grill is putting the question to the test earlier this week and announced that it's testing an AI kitchen assistant called Chippy to see if it can replicate the flavor, texture, and crunch. Of its signature side dishes, Uh, chippy, uh, which was created in partnership with Miso Robotics, Mm, they make good soup too. Love a good miso (laughs) soup. Miso Robotics, yeah, Miso Robotics, (laughs) miso horny. (laughs) Um, That's all I remember about that movie. Him, that, and what's his name shooting himself on a toilet. That's all I remember. Uh, uh, And full full metal metal jacket. jacket. Yeah,
1: Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, Vincent
3: D'Onofrio shoots himself with a gun. Uh, uh, I didn't know
1: they stack shit that high. Come on, right. the whole Arlie Ermy bit. Yeah, and, he's uh, all,
3: he's big in it, of course. But like those two moments yeah. are stuck, where he shoots himself in the head, and then later, miso horny. Oh, miso horny, Joe. That whole thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: We just watched a movie last night. I'm I'm on the fence as to whether I'm going to recommend it, but it featured Vincent D'Onofrio, and I didn't recognize him until he started talking. I said, "Oh, there's the kingpin." I love him, but he's uh, but he's uh, um, Jerry Falwell. He plays Jerry Falwell in this. What?
3: Movie. Yeah, I need to know more. Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio is Jerry Falwell. Are you gonna? Is this a recommendal? Probably. Or what? I'm
1: trying to decide. I mean, some people. If, if somebody's seen this, they know exactly what movie I'm talking about.
3: But, oh, uh, I bet I know. it. You're googling it right now. No, I bet I know it. It's the. It, there's a blonde person involved. She's married to a guy. Yeah, yeah that's guy, exactly Okay, it. Yes. all right. I haven't seen it, but I've seen uh, it pop, <laughs> popped up and like told me to watch it before, but I had no idea what? he was in that. That's great.
1: Yeah. Boy, did they, some amazing casting with, uh, uh, I'm just going to say right now, Andrew Garfield in the third movie he did in 2021.
3: Yeah. <laughs> busy busy boy this year busy
1: boy which is fine with me he's great i'll watch him in whatever but my god is that perfect casting uh him is uh i'll just say as jim baker jim baker they didn't have to do a lot of makeup on his face to do the jim baker weird little grimace smile that he always did which i think is the face you'd make if you were married to tammy Faye.
3: i would yeah i think he probably made that face a lot he's still weird that guy uh, yeah. he, uh, so that's the thighs anyway. of Tammy Faye. Thighs? Of Tammy.
1: The, thigh, the thighs of Tammy Faye. Got exactly.
3: it. Nailed yes. it. All right. Great. Um, part of her anatomy, I hope I'm never subjected to moving on.
1: Well, you won't be, she's, she dead. Oh yeah. She died. Yeah. She died. But in, Jim uh, Baker's still around
3: selling barrels of bull still crap
1: around selling. Exactly. Selling uh home Depot tubs of uh weird
3: oatmeal or something. Mm hmm stuff for the end times forever
1: food or, or what is it called
3: it's uh armageddon Arma- box or- armageddon f-
1: <laughs> is it is it, is it, Ar- <laughs> is it armageddon doomsday, doomsday tub oh what that's
3: amazing called? i want all these names to be correct so i don't even <laughs> well, want to know the real one i see what it's called i gotta see what it's called here yeah let's clear it up
1: survival foods i think is what it is let's see where is it <laughs> she dead. apocalypse chow is that it
3: <laughs> really that's not <laughs> yeah, i it. think i think that's what uh a doom loot crate <laughs> Doom crate,
1: <laughs> doom loot crate, doom crate. NPR calls amazing. it Apocalypse Chow, but I don't think. Oh God, the photo <laughs> of Apocalypse Chow. I got. I'm putting it in the chat room.
3: Oh no, I'm kind of nervous.
1: This is this is the food that Jim Baker is. Uh,
3: oh yeah, look at that.
1: This survival is, food sampler bucket. This is his.
3: Really, I tell you what yeah. bucket that'll go into. I don't like any of that. That all looks bad. I mean, unless you're telling me this is guac and that over there, some kind of cheese dip. Maybe this is some some broccoli cheddar cheese over here. And over you got like all I don't know what this is. But knowing yeah. that's Jim Baker survival food, f right out of the door.
1: Yeah, uh, prepared pantry sixty meal food supply, and uh, yeah. this is uh, this comes in the same kind of container that you get uh, full of kitty litter, fresh step kitty
3: litter at Costco. Wow, wow. I agree. It looks like all of that. I don't want any of it. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like excretions from Jim Baker. Oh, you know what I was going to tell you? I totally forgot about this. The guy in brand new cherry flavor that plays the producer's son, the Eric Lane character's son. Oh, yeah. Jonathan. Jonathan Uh is the spitting image for Andrew Garfield. And for a hot second, I thought, is he Mm. in this? Is he cameo- cameoing in this? Obviously, it's not him, but yeah, that yeah. dude looks like Andrew Garfield, and it freaked me out the whole series. That was weird. <laughs> Speaking of Andrew Garfield, anyway.
1: Yeah, totally.
3: Moving on. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So the whole point is this chippy robot makes chips look good. That's the point. That's the whole story. The chips look wow. like regular people chips. And so next time you go to Chipotle, you'll get some chips, and you won't know the difference. You won't know a robot made it. All right. Yeah. So it's
1: like, you know, it's like, uh, if McDonald's is going to press their chicken nuggets into weird shapes, it, you know, it's basically for the same reasons. It's like, well, we just don't want to really advertise the fact that we've got a machine making, pressing this uh, chicken into.
3: Yeah. If they were uh, all the same shape, you would not want to eat them.
1: And right? if they were like a perfect circle or a little square or whatever, you wouldn't want to eat them.
3: I'm trying to think uh, if they was if lab grown meat really takes off Yeah, sure. and it's good, mm-hmm. let's say steak. Okay. Okay. And it's legitimately as good as real steak. I'd am not. i I'd love to do my Joey Pantoliano impersonation, but I'm not going to do it. Not going to? Okay. You're going to hold off? All right. I'm going to hold off. So if they get to that point where it's that good, I wonder if I would care if all of them were identical. I don't think I would. No. I think I'd be fine with it. Well, and and you know, chips you're eating
1: a lot at a time. You're eating a, a dozen chips, one right after the other yeah, or whatever. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with uh, steak, it's not like you're eating four steaks one after the other and saying wait a minute, this
3: is the exact same shape as the last steak I ate very good point, same with the nuggets, they're the same or the, it's in it's in quantity and so when you've got multiples to compare right in front of you, that's a problem Right. but if you've right. got one steak per meal who cares? Yeah, I'm ready for the lab grown meat, I'm so into that I'm fine
1: that. with that, yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, totally bring it on, I don't care. Impossible steaks, let's have them yeah, let's, let's get let's there I'll, right I'll now. I'll try an impossible steak
3: hell yeah, I'd do that I don't love the bean. What's the, not impossible? The other one. There's another popular one. Uh, beyond. Yeah. Be- beyond beef. I don't like that. Beyond beef. Because it truly is know. beyond beef. It doesn't taste like beef. <laughs> it's Bed Bath and Beyond beef. Yeah, Bed Bath and uh, Beyond. I don't know beef. if
1: I've tried. Uh, I don't know if I've tried Beyond. I think I've had Impossible, but I don't think I've tried
3: Beyond. Oh, Taco Venti. Venti you make a point. Pringles. We're okay with Pringles. Oh yeah. Right. But that's a a good point. Is there an assumption there that's like, yes, these are weird potato sticks cut into the same? You know, I don't know. Maybe uh,
1: I mean they are. They are.
3: But you know what I mean? Like, why are we okay with that? But we wouldn't be with the nuggets. Yeah, Hmm. uh,
1: and and why? You know, I think (laughs) I wouldn't complain about Chipotle's chips being perfect
3: triangles every time either. Like whatever. I wouldn't either. Actually, that wouldn't bother me. But that's the whole idea. That's what they're doing. Good luck to them. We're going to take a break. When we come back, my right. sister Wendy will be here. We got an email to read. She's back home, Yay. safe and sound in Minnesota. Uh, so we'll catch up with her and see what's up. Uh, before that, though, a break and a song. Hey, Brian, you have to well, do the song.
1: Your sister's close enough she could actually go see today's artist, Raffaella. Our excuse me, R-A-F-F-A-E-L-L-A. She is sharing a brand new single called Blonde. She was born uh, born and raised in New York City, but now she lives in Minneapolis. Mm. And um, uh, this is a great uh, kind of indie pop song uh, inspired by, you know, she was inspired at a young age by Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday, and Cerevon. So you get a little bit of that classic jazz kind of sound in it but this is great stuff this was actually a number one hit on um, spotify's viral 50 us or her last song sorry was a uh, number one hit on spotify's viral 50 uh here is blonde by Rafaela.
4: you'd be a lot happier if i were blonde everybody's thinking and everybody's saying it too Slashes and ashes ice-
0: right
1: those eggs look like shit
3: this is the morning stream asking do dogs have brains because i really want to know we're back everybody hey who is that song
1: again from sure that was rafaelia from uh, her brand new single blonde check out uh, more of her work coming out soon
3: okay i don't want to let a question from bio Cow go he says okay. is it possible that you could take mashed potatoes and make pringles out of them out of instant mashed potatoes I don't know. This would be a great like someone's probably yeah, done a YouTube like thing. Like you could
1: probably roll them out on a sheet pan or something and cookie cutter them and bake them and maybe yeah. make uh I don't know. Um, I don't know. Let's see. I'm gonna do know, a, some, oh, go ahead. something else I forgot to bring up. Yeah. Um at Ziggy's Coffee, the drive the woman I spoke to and who handed me my food said perfect every time I said something. So, so hi, perfect. welcome to Ziggy's. What can I get for you? Uh let me get a large uh coffee. Perfect. Would you like that to be um, medium roast or dark roast? Uh, Medium roast, please. Perfect. And would you like anything in there? Yeah, uh, Splenda and a little bit of uh, Splash of Cream. Perfect. And can I get you anything else? Yeah, a couple breakfast burritos. Perfect. And we have um, blah, blah, blah.
3: That's why you cut her off and stopped at Chorizo. She was like, too many perfects.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. Wow. So, If I ever do another on-location drive somewhere, we do a Ziggy's uh, a Ziggy's run, and I uh, see we we make bets on how
3: many perfects I can get out of her. I love that. That's great. Yeah, we you know these we we all have our vocal crutches. Sounds like she's got hers. We do, but I do love the idea. We don't want to make fun of anybody. No, but but I do love the idea that everything you said was perfect. (laughs) You know exactly. Part of me was
1: hoping when I got to the window that she'd say, "Okay, your food will be just a minute." And I was going to say, "That's all right. You can't rush
3: perfection." That would, that would be great, but do that on tape because we need it here. Um, <laughs> okay, it's part of the show. Out. All right, I should searched...
1: I get spit in my breakfast burrito? That's the missing ingredient. Oh where yeah, would be spit. I yeah. didn't
3: think about that. Maybe don't do that then.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, real quick here, I did a search on YouTube. Make your own Pringles. There are a ton of videos of really? people making them. Okay. Yeah. So you will not find. You will not be wanting much by looking up on YouTube this thing that BioCow asked. So yes. So the answer, BioCow. You can make your own Pringles, quite. Fr- and by the, by the looks of some of this video, quite well. These look like not Pringles. Hard. Yeah, yeah, not hard to do. I don't know if they're. I mean, maybe they're hard, but the <clears throat> the end result, they look. I wouldn't be able to know the difference. They look really good.
1: Okay. All right. Let's all get right. Wendy
3: all up in it. Uh, she's probably very patiently waiting to be added to the call here.
1: She is up in it, is what she is.
3: Yeah, she's up in it.
1: Everyone knows-
3: uh, look who it is a recent visitor of to utah is now back in her uh new state of of uh, minnesota hello wendy welcome, welcome back are you there Ah, oh, crap are you muted mm. you might be muted might be muted did you do a little cheek mute you got uh adam messing with your stuff <laughs> you got uh one of the kids screwing around there something going on there and we wait, and we see, and we wait. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we get nothing yeah. yet. Uh, she's probably frantically pushing buttons, clicking pushing on stuff. Pushing buttons, yelling, yelling. Adam, get uh-huh. in here. What'd you do? Uh-huh. Probably is what she's uh-huh. saying. Adam's like, mark. what? Is what she's... Yeah, yeah it's basically a mark. Uh, uh-huh. she's continues to be muted. I'm going to pause yeah. the recording. <laughs> what was it? Did Adam screw it?
1: Before.
5: But you're really good at that. You described exactly what to do with, with like... And not we've made done that mistakes. a
3: lot. Yeah, we've had <laughs> to do that many times. And Brian and I, you know, we've spent some time in some form of tech support. And you know, yeah. Mom still lives here in Utah. Somebody has to help her with her crap. I'm
5: sure you have lots of experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah not a thank problem. you. Sorry, that was very odd.
3: Yeah, it was very odd. Um, um, we're glad hi, you're here, though. Really? How are you?
5: Good.
3: Yeah, yeah. The trip home was fine. You guys drove the whole way. Yeah. Did you do another kind of stopover places or what? What'd you do?
5: Uh, we drove and we stayed in. Rapid City, South Dakota.
3: Oh, very nice. For
5: just the night, got some good rest and drove home.
3: Yeah. Did good. you meet any of those uh, Fargo types? You know, with the accent and all that. No.
5: No, but <laughs> I did. Uh, I have some sad news. The world's largest candy store has closed. Oh no! Oh no! i know i but, don't know how i mean i went there at least once or twice during pandemic times and it was crowded yeah so sure well the good news
1: on. is another one has just risen to take its place there will always be <laughs> the world's largest candy store it just changes from place to place yeah that's changes true
3: may
0: not you know, be as right? uh,
3: conveniently <laughs> located for you but that's unfortunate i didn't yeah, know they had yeah, that right? uh, so so tell me what does that look like what does the largest candy store look like is it a huge well,
5: a giant. It was a farm right next to kind of a main road where people. You take it going out of town to get to go west. Yeah. Up on, I think that's I seventy. Yeah. Uh, or that area up there, and so everybody passes it and everybody stops, and this thing is like huge. I mean, huge. Sounds <laughs> it's big. It's bright yellow, yeah. and so you can't help it, and you go and you buy all the stupid things you. And it's candy from all over the world. It's yeah. just oh, it's heaven. I'm so sad. Yeah. Um. But you know, times are tough sometimes. So yeah. There we go.
3: Yeah. You never know. Candy. No one wants uh, candy apparently. Yeah. Uh, candy is uh, no longer the draw it was during pan- the height of the <laughs> pandemic. Uh, well, all right. It's good to have you back, and it feels weird that you were just here a week ago. That's weird to me, but um, I know. whatever. Uh, a really, fun. really fun seeing everybody. I keep I keep bringing this up but I had so much fun hanging out with Peter. That kid, if he ends up moving back here at any point, Peter's coming over all the time. We're going to have uncle <laughs> nephew time all the time and it's he's just a blast. He's just a fun yeah. freak show of a kid in all the right ways. He is. Yeah. He really is. Just love him. He's- He's a good kid. So much fun. Um, Um,
5: Did you, you you got the picture I sent you of the
3: gnome. Yeah. Can you explain this? This gnome is, (laughs) uh, so he brings home a gnome from where? Was it school? A friend?
5: I don't know. He has the weirdest experiences, but anyway, he uh, somehow found out someone's aunt or someone makes gnomes. Yeah. So he takes some money. None of us, Adam and I had no idea this happened. He goes to school, apparently purchases two gnomes. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Bought two it gnomes. It's not like, yeah.
5: even real, that's but anyway, weird. then he comes home the other day with this giant gnome that's got this tie dye hat and a painter's little kit, and it's an artist, and he's named it Scott.
3: Yeah, which is really <laughs> sweet, sweet and strange, and also, yeah. I still can't get over the fact that the kid procured gnomes <laughs> without, you know, I like, what is that? That's a really odd thing never it's heard of a strange of a skill
5: he
4: has very
3: strange yeah. He,
5: yeah. Can, he can get things done that make no sense <laughs> I
3: I love it Brian I'll put it in the our text or something yeah, so you can see, it. see it yeah very it's, cute. it's very very cute it made me made me happy to get it Um, alright well let's get to today's business Wendy's an actual therapist by wow. the way helps people with real problems all the time but comes on this show and slums it with us and helps you with yours <laughs> and uh, we're happy to have her here as we have for the last uh, almost 12 years which is insane to say um, yeah. let's get to this email. This is uh, one that, uh, well, that's a good one. So we're tackling it. Here we go. This person wants to be called freak by the way, okay. uh, or tattooed freak says, I kept wondering if I should see someone. I never knew any of my grandparents. The only memory of any grandparent is not a good one. And it was when I was about eight or nine years old, my parents divorced when I was six or seven and I have very few memories of anything earlier than nine to 10 years old. My mom got custody and I saw my dad every other weekend. I don't remember much of our interactions. He never taught me how to throw a football, ride a bike, or really anything. I've uh, never even shaved with anything but an electric razor since I had no one to show me how. My mom, that's an interesting one. I want to come back to that one. Yeah. My mom did did all that she could, and I was a mama's boy all my life until she died in 2014. I have twin daughters, but their mother and I were completely incompatible, and I wasn't in their lives for the first seven years, uh, and then only saw them once a year uh, after that for several years until or since i lived lived 1,000 miles away. Jeez, that's a long ways. Uh, most of the time, I couldn't even call them because their mother would just scream at me over the phone. They are in their 20s now. I'm married to a wonderful woman who has two kids before we got married. We've been together for nine years and married uh, for coming on eight years. Uh, April fourteenth is the day. Uh, even though I've been told by my wife that I am a good dad, I do not see it or feel it. I feel as if I don't know how to be a parent, and I don't. Uh, and I know that one of my daughters is married and wants to have kids. I'm realizing that I don't know how to be a grandparent either. Uh, even though I have four kids, I've never changed a diaper. Uh, I feel like my life has been full of wishing, hoping, and building towards things that didn't or won't happen. And now that I'm halfway through my life uh, lifetime, there are uh, here on this planet, I don't see what I have accomplished. Uh, I probably should talk to someone, but I wonder what the difference it will make. Rant over. Now let me behold your effervescent wisdom as it washes over me. <laughs> <laughs> says freak. Wow. Uh, I like that idea. But with this this email got right to the meat. Like there's no preamble. It's just like yeah. Straight up here's what's going on and how I yeah. feel right now. And I kind of did he give like enough
1: that. information by by jumping right to good a good question. You know, yeah. <laughs> questions that you normally have, like, oh well, how was your, you know, father's life like? Or I mean obviously
3: that <laughs> yeah. yeah that
1: that did get answered, but <laughs>
5: Yeah. No, yeah. he he covered a lot. He did. I'm he really actually did. surprised. Yeah, yeah surprising
3: yeah. amount. So what do you uh where do you want to go with this one? It just it seems like um it's probably a weird feeling of numb. Like I'm, the feeling I get from this is almost like a numb feeling. Like he stuff happened, but he missed it. Yeah, and and just yeah. didn't affect him. And so now he's like wondering, wait, did I actually happen? Did that happen? Did I have those children? Are they actually tw- in their right. 20s? Like I don't know. I think a lot of people can relate to this because time is also a factor here. Time is weird, right? Um.
5: Well, and and, you know. and the stage, right? So halfway through his life on Earth is what have you put it? Right? He's, yeah. He's halfway done, so I assume he means. Somewhere between 40 and 50.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere there. Yeah.
5: Um, which is a sort of normal time to evaluate what's happened before and think about how you're going to handle what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we should really normalize that as a really important time for people. Like, you know, when you think about, okay, I'm going to ask both of you this. What is the most important developmental time for a person?
3: Yeah. Uh, if I had to uh, guess. You to
5: rank it. What would be probably
3: first? Probably preteen,
1: teen like... Uh, Maybe nine to twelve.
3: I'd argue. Mm. I'd argue five to eighteen.
5: <laughs> oh,
1: big
3: big range. That's yeah.
5: big. That's yeah. a big range. Is That too big. Uh, That'd be too big. Okay. Um, so so yeah, right? Like why and why why Brian? I like yours particular because you're, you're onto something there. Why do you think that's the most important time?
1: Um, it's when you really start learning. Like things are not being done for you as much, and you're starting to learn how to do a lot of things for yourself, and so you're watching the people around you as to how they do things, and um, uh, and and kind of adopting the the mannerisms and the the tools of the people around you.
5: Right. So that the modeling starts to right has it right. has an impact whether. The kid is rejecting what's being modeled or not is another story. That's why adolescence is so fun, right? And preteens are the new adolescent. So you're right. And there is something actually about the brain's size, development, and, you know, the stage it's in at that age that's different from the stage before. Stage before is black and white concrete thinking. Mm. So it's – a good example is smoking is bad. People who smoke are bad. Like that – it's just very linear, very black and white – why they say the most hilarious things and they don't know they're saying the most hilarious things. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that stage is also incredibly important, right? Because the brain is growing and you're learning that you're safe or not. You're, you know, All sorts of things are happening in those younger years that are really crucial yeah. for long-term well-being. But the, the sort of as your brain shifts to abstract thinking, which is what happens around 9, 10, 11, uh, you can hold two different thoughts in your head at the same time, cognitive dissonance becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like all of the, the the nuances of brain development start to kick in. And that's when you go, oh, smoking's bad. That person smokes doesn't mean they're bad, right? Yeah. They can now handle that thought mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and get, you know, and, and they're going to see the world differently. This is why it's, it, it's a uh, difficult for parents to raise kids that age, because suddenly they're new creatures in literally their brain is, is morphing into something new. Right. And then as we keep going and yeah, their brains are still miss, um, shaping, <laughs> that's not the right way to put it. Uh, <laughs> what I mean funny. is so, so the part of the brain that is thrill seeking and, and novelty seeking is bigger in a child or an adolescent's brain. than the part, then it, it will be as they're an adult. So about 26 is when your brain gets sort of full size developmentally. Mm. And that thrill seeking part kind of shrinks to its regular adult size, but it's bigger um, when you're younger. And then the part of your brain that helps you know if something is a smart idea or not, or safe or physically okay, that's smaller. So that's why you have a lot of teenage insanity Mm. is, you know, the thrill seeking (laughs) without the part saying, hey, it's not a great idea. So that all kind of gets to the adult size about 26. So Anyway, the reason I I got distracted was because developmentally, we never talk about 40 to 50 as a developmental stage. No, we we call it midlife crisis. Midlife crisis.
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
3: you've already locked into your rut by that point. Yeah, your brain's
5: developed going on 25 years. So when
3: someone's 45 and they're like, I'm leaving my wife buying a fast car and trying to sew my oats again, we see that as like this, oh, that guy with his... But really, maybe what we're witnessing is like, a natural phenomena that we don't address very well. Is that what you got to yeah, get? And so
5: here? the, the new wife and the new car is the treatment for yeah. the under undiagnosed dilemma. This person has been facing. Right. And then mm-hmm. it just becomes sort of a given that it looks like that and we mock it and like whatever. And then until you turn 45 and you go, Oh my gosh, I want a Tesla. You know, <laughs> it happens. It happens. Okay. So, So I wanted to just put that out there as like, okay, it's normal. This is really normal. And in fact, very healthy. Mm. It's just painful, right? Mm. To really look. And so the difference, like I I love his first sentence is like, I really, I keep wondering if I should see someone. The answer is yes. Mm. And the answer to the person getting the sports car and a new wife, the answer is yes. And there's a reason because if you're not working through some of this, these existential questions, these evaluations of, of the life you've lived, you know, if 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 you don't go through that process at all, then it's going to come out sideways on a yacht, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
5: you know, or mm-hmm. or you know running away from something, or mm-hmm. you know, could be so many different versions. I, you know, being in Utah, I, I sometimes am reminded that it's you know shooting your butt up with different hormones and uh, <laughs> being obsessed with how you look, right? Like and. Fill in your face with Botox or whatever. Like there is, everyone does this differently. It's really hard to age and it's really hard to hit this moment where things are different and changing for you. Your body's changing. Lots is happening and you're just, it's like adolescence
0: 2.0. Yeah.
5: Except you don't know what you're supposed to do because you're the one in charge of the mortgage or you're the one in charge Mm of raising adolescents or you know whatever so it's an incredibly difficult time we need to be nicer to 40
3: to 50 year olds okay i agree you guys <laughs> be nicer amen and, yeah.
1: and over and beyond 50 right
5: yeah, like, and, uh, yeah. it not 50, it's not sure. in that window yeah. <laughs> we're all different i think it starts you know a little younger in fact and and goes a little longer so we're talking a good 15 20 year span we need to be nice to those people okay so i'm basically talking about gen x and uh and elder millennials. Let's be nice to those those folks. Yeah. Okay. The
0: older millennials. So yeah.
5: that's what's happening. You're at this moment. Lots have lots of things have happened to this guy to get him to this point. Parents are divorced. Custody's tricky. Gets no real father figure. He has no modeling. At least how he's described. There's no modeling of what a dad does. Mm. Right. Um. And so. Like that, just like, how do I live my life all the way down to shaving or tying a tie or something like, you know, what, what is, what is it that I'm supposed to have learned? And lots of kids, kids just learn by osmosis. They get, they learn by watching you. They learn by, this is just what people in my community do. And it all just sort of comes together. But if you don't have that, so, you know, some people don't feel it uh, as acutely growing up as they will later. Mm when it is asked of them to father or or mother or, you know, be in a position of of helping somebody developmentally when they didn't themselves have it. So it's not fair that he then has to go father and not know how and problems have ensued. And, you know, this is where therapists would be really helpful for him, I think, is to help him sort of plot out his history and understand it Mm. and have some compassion for himself to see that, He was dealt a pretty rough hand of cards. And then what he has done with those cards is way better than he should have. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and he's done it without any help, which is not great. I mean, we want everyone to get help. Right. But this is, you know, he obviously has a great wife and he's doing his best. And now we have grandkids coming. It's like this awesome moment for him to get some, maybe healing and some closure and some understanding of his past that Mm -hmm. led to some of these feelings. And then, It's kind of like taking out the trash so he then has space and room to learn something else. Mm. Right. So you can learn how to be a grandpa. You can learn how to be a dad to adult children. I'd like to venture and, you know, both of you can speak to this. You guys didn't know how to be a grand or a father to an adult child till you had one, right? Yeah,
1: no. Yeah. Of course. None of that. Did either of you
5: take a class on that?
1: No. No. (laughs) (laughs) School of Hard knocks. Yeah, baby. Right. Texting each other back and forth going,
3: our kids are weird. You know, that's, that was it. That's all we had. Right.
5: And, and here's the thing, like, yay. And your kids are fine. You know, (laughs) that works out. But when you have, when you start with a bit of a deficit in this modeling, which neither of you really did in the same way we're we're talking about with him. Sure. um, You have to have someone teach you and show you. Mm -hmm. So though you're in your fifties or forties and you're like, I don't know how to do this. Well, how do How does anyone learn? Well, they take a class, they read a book, they go to a group, they talk to a therapist. You find ways to learn to understand this so you don't have to spend the next 40 years wishing you were a good grandpa or wishing you were a good dad. You will, Because your wife isn't wrong. She can see that you're doing all these good things. You can't see it and you can't recognize it, and that is it's a you problem that only you can do something about. Um, but there is, there are ways to learn this and ways to do it differently. So chain breakers, I always, you know, I love to talk about the chain breakers because they are incredible human beings and they're all over the place. If you talk to anyone long enough, you'll find a chain breaker probably works with you or, um, is in your family. And it's somebody who, what was modeled, what was taught, what was brought to them. is like the package handed to them, like, this is how your life's going to go. And they refused to do it. And they figured out, I can do it this way. I got to do something different. It's incredibly taxing and difficult, but it changes the course of everyone after you, um, breaking some of that sort of, you know, generational trauma and sort of in our family, we do this, et cetera. Right. So mm-hmm. he's a chain breaker. He's doing it here in the middle of life. And he's done it without really knowing it, sort of already. Um, but he really can just—I don't know—really dive into this. And it's, you know, I don't think he would have sent this email if he wasn't ready to listen to what do they call it, Our imminent wisdom,
3: or uh, uh, something washing over. Effervescent, us, the, uh, effervescent. Effervescent, effervescent wisdom. wisdom. Yeah, because yes. now yeah. windy—it's windy, but with retzin. thats what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? That was the thing they told us was good. Oh yeah, we certs was all full of that stuff. Whatever the heck it was. So I, I guess. I guess uh, one thing that'll probably happen to him, everything you said is obviously uh, all true. There's something magical about the first grandkid, and I can tell you from experience that that magical thing can be described to you before it happens, and then when you get there, you're still not prepared for it or or the feeling of it, and the beauty of it is you don't have to be a parent to that kid. You have to be this different role, this other role. And that other role can be hugely influential in all of that. It's not that, that that stuff's not important or that a grandparent's role can't be, you know, can't even make or break a, a child's upbringing. But what I mean is there is it's a different kind, you know, and so you're going to there may be a tendency to want to throw yourself at that now and go, well, now's my chance. You know, now's when I can really go for it. But then you run into maybe some other issues like the daughter that you didn't see for so long and that maybe you don't have the best relationship is like, yeah, come on, back off, dad. I got this. I'm the parent now, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to have an opinion about everything we're doing, you know, like all those things that are definitely things that come up. And for whatever reason, I've been wary of that uh, and don't want to be the guy in my daughter's life that goes, well, you know, back in my day or, well, the way we did or the when I was your age, you know, I don't want to do that to her. She's having her own uh, now young adult life and she's having her own experiences and she's a, a wonderful parent anyway, but... She doesn't need me second-guessing anything she's doing or all of that. My job is to be that guy that he loves to see and can't wait to come hang out with and sit on my lap and play that dumb dino game we play and, and watch a Bluey. That's what he says. I want to watch a Bluey, he says. So we watch a Bluey together and all of the fun stuff when he's little and all the fun stuff when he's going to be older, that's my job now is to just make love happen when he's in the room. And not to be the guy that says, oh, I don't know. I think cloth diapers would have been the way to go. I mean, That's not my job. We're Kim's for that matter. So we're trying really hard to break that pattern of old people button in going, here's what you should be doing. Um, I just throw that out there as just like a general piece of advice so that you don't catch yourself overdoing that or trying to, you know, become be, take lead in a thing you're not meant to lead in. And in, and then once you realize that, freaking enjoy it. Let that wash over your effervescent self because it's great. It's amazing. He goes home. I think, that, I think that's really
5: good advice. Yeah. I don't know if it applies to this person. It may not. But,
3: it may not at all. Uh, but I I'm, but I'm, I do think you know.
5: everyone else listening take that in because it's it's mm. crucial to building a good relationship with everybody. Um. But for him in particular, I, I wonder if it's almost the opposite of if you've never changed a diaper – I mean, I changed a thousand diapers, guys, and then recently I had to help someone, and I was changing a diaper, and I almost barfed, and <laughs> I was like, I forgot how the strap things work. Like, your brain doesn't maintain its former skills when you stop using them. It just doesn't. Or like, how does this stupid car seat work? You know, I haven't had to work on one of those in a long time. So so having never done it, feeling probably really self-conscious about being around a young baby or a young child, you you may not feel natural. You may, you know, whereas I think Scott, like you love kids and spend a lot of time with kids that this was not, this is new territory to have a toddler come over to your house. Oh yeah. Um, and, and if it is, which I suggest, I, I assume this for this guy, it might be, might be. um, just not knowing what he's doing. And so this is why I'm, I'm a big fan of parenting classes or, or group parenting sorts of things or grandparenting courses which they do have um where you can learn some stuff, see that you're not alone, get support, understand that it's okay. It's okay that you don't know how to do this. Like it doesn't mean you're a bad or good anything. Um it just means you haven't learned yet and that's okay. So learning is going to make you feel a thousand times more confident and really it's just exposure i had a client the other day say literally all of life is exposure therapy and it is mm-hmm. you have to go do a thing you have to learn a thing you got to practice a thing you have to try a thing a thing that scares you you got to move towards it or it will always scare you it might still scare you after you move towards it who knows you know like it's just a it's a lot of effort to 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 live life like that and i'm sure what's easy and what's sort of maybe would come naturally to this person is to avoid,
0: Mm.
5: stay away, pull back, and be stuck in their head about that they're terrible at this, um, et cetera. And that is a lack of learning and pushing yourself to do a thing that's hard for you to do, which is why the 40 to 50 developmental range um, that we ignore uh, really is important for this reason, is that, You got to decide what you want to do the rest of your life. You can evaluate. You have time to, you know, not you have time, but you have the time that can be evaluated because you've lived it and spent it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think everyone should just automatically be enrolled in therapy when they hit 37. (laughs) Mm.
0: Well, that's (laughs) an interesting age. Talk it
5: through. We'd have a lot less cars on the road that are annoying and, you know, or whatever thing people end up doing as their midlife crisis to just sort of feel alive again or whatever it might be right like actually dealing with this stuff so i highly recommend i i I didn't have a chance to i was going to google like grandparenting courses there's stuff online there's just so endless amounts of good information available to like improve your skills at this go you know work at a daycare for six months, your life will be changed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Maybe don't do that. But if you want to, you know, like finding (laughs) ways to like expand your mind and your horizons, it's painful. This is why the therapist is important here is we're not just saying, hey, go learn to skateboard. That would be painful too. But if you don't have any trauma around skateboarding and you're just like, yeah, let's do it. It's much easier to go try to learn to skateboard. Mm. But if there is trauma around parenting and being around small children and 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 not knowing if you're a failure or not because of your previous life, you know, like you don't, you haven't sorted through all of that. Mm. Like you have an obligation for these little humans coming into your life um, to do something about that history. It's not easy. And I, I I know I'm making it sound like, oh, I'll just go do it and figure it out. It will be work mm. and it will be worth it. I truly can guarantee that.
3: Yeah, it'll totally be worth it. Do you wonder sometimes, like I'll watch a video, some viral video of a of a Karen type or something, you know, freaking out yeah. in a store and forget, you know, it doesn't even have to be COVID related. Just somebody who's just like yeah. mid-50s, losing their minds. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a wig. They're dressed like their daughter. <laughs> you know, I, this is just a small example. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm, I don't want to blanket yeah. this too much. But my point is, when I see these, I'm less, I'm more these days less seeing somebody freaking out in the very specific context of that moment or day. Instead, what I'm seeing is like, this is somebody who, this is somebody at 37 or when they were 37 could have used that mandatory thing you were talking about. Oh, (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, because they're expressing themselves in a place where they're, they're not losing their relevance as a human being, but they're losing their,
1: their prime show. they're Ability going out of to their prime. contribute
3: to a, to a community in a productive way yeah they there may be oh, okay. their prime is past and they're going in a new space and they don't want to let that go so they're so instead of like seeing those changes and understanding those changes they're fighting those changes and then and and, and a result as a result they're fighting everybody in front of them
5: yeah to, so to I'm, maintain gonna, that I'm gonna control. do a little short segment defending Karen you ready
0: do it go
3: mm-hmm.
5: okay so Uh, we were skiing, uh, when we were there visiting. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting on the lift with my brother-in-law and I, as we were about to get on the lift, I asked him, I just said, okay, observe what's happening right now in front of us. And so of course he did. And then we had the time to talk about it. And what it was was two young girl snowboarders were getting on the, um, lift and the three dudes who work there, you know, they like shovel the snow and they say, hi, whatever. All joking with them and laughing with them. There. And the girls you could see are like, ah. like, why are you talking to us? And it's all this little banter back and forth. And then when we got up there, I made a joke. I tried to engage with the dude with the shovel. He straight up ignores me. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so we get on the trail or get on the thing. And I say, so what do you think just happened? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> and I was like, so when you are a young woman, you have a certain power you don't know you have. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Men will pay attention to you. People will just talk to you. Yeah. And listen to you and think you're whatever because you're at a certain age range. Yeah. I'm not going to use the verb <laughs> that yeah. would explain this. <laughs> sure. Um And then when you get older, they're just like talking to their mom yeah. or their grandmother mm-hmm. or right. just some um, right. whatever. And I had a friend put it this way. She's like, I'm a white woman who's in my 50s. So when people hear me talk, they just hear white noise. <laughs> wow. Right? And this, yeah. so it doesn't matter your level of attractiveness at yeah. some point when you're younger, there's some attractiveness that will, you know, society has deemed for young people and worth, you know, whatever. So we, we've talked about on the, the trail at, or on the, the lift and he was just like, does that happen? I'm like, D- have you met a Karen yet? <laughs> and that is what I think at the core for many situations is that you are losing people treat you differently they just mm-hmm. do so like at the airport i was at the airport recently and something my like my box got stuck you know when they go underneath and you oh, yeah. pull it up anyway oh, it's yeah. so annoying yeah. and some young 30-year-old see i have to say young i thought yeah. we were the same age yeah. anyway <laughs> she helped me as it like fell out all awkward and she fixed it and i was like oh that's so nice thank you yeah. And she looked at me like, "Oh, you're welcome." And I
1: was like, "Oh my gosh, you yeah, think right. you just
5: helped an old lady?"
1: Exactly. I need to get a merit badge for this.
3: That's it amazing. It
5: was so clear that that's what she just thought. Did and she? I was did like, she think
3: this was you right here? Yeah. Some maybe. white noise. Yeah. Okay. And oh, also okay.
5: help me because my my legs don't work as well or whatever yeah. you know like. Right. And and but it was so clear her tone her face and what just happened and even how I said oh, that was so kind of you. I was like, I'm the old lady in this story and you can feel the difference. Yeah, Like we aren't peers anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't feel any different. She doesn't know any different. And when she's 50, she'll also know. Oh, I'm now there, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the the great universal (laughs) uh, equalizer. It just takes a long time to get to, right? Like everyone you ever see who's young will one day feel like you guys. (laughs) So anyway, but I do think there is this huge amount of loss in having sort of unknown power you th- did have, you don't have anymore. You can't flirt your way into something like you used to, and you didn't maybe even know you were doing it. Or just they're not really going to give you attention, but someone else walks up, they're going to give them attention. And this could, you mm-hmm. could draw these on racial lines too. People have experienced this their whole lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so you just, I, I think there's an entitled blonde version of this that likes to get like before seeing the manager really worked and getting what they needed happen. Mm. And then it stops working. <laughs> and so right. they're Those pretty their tired.
1: Powers, so they yeah, exactly. Get, uh, yeah. Mm. Right.
5: And so instead of like morphing to something different or figuring this out or grieving some of that loss, I think every, so when you, you know, you're critical of women who are like, I, and I did it already in the show with Botox, right? Like you're, you're critical of that, but you got to think of what they're trying to hang on to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, there's a lot of nice women who do not do this. So yeah, there is some other special things. But that's been my empathy for Karens is like, oh, they don't have any power anymore, and they are demanding it. <laughs> that's what's happening. Yeah. So I can have yeah. some sympathy. And it's really it's easy funny. for us
3: to lump it into the big, giant stereotype that it is. Obviously, we've given it right. a name. We, we've given her a name. <laughs> and at the expense of anyone named Karen, we have given her a name. And it's mm-hmm. kind of... Yes. It's kind of loud. And my friend
5: Karen does this. It's so funny. She's not a Karen, but her name is Karen. Yeah. She she just loves to make sure her name is written on stuff like yeah. when she orders things. Yeah. And she always just like, "Hey, I'm
1: Karen." I'm yeah. a Karen, and I'm not yelling at you to do something for me. I yeah. <laughs> I love just that. scary enough. I love that. Yeah.
3: That's uh, that she has embraced this thing. There's something also very cathartic about that as well is just for owning sure, it. Yeah. 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 Well, all right. I, I hope this helps. Uh, send him in the right direction. Let us know. Tattooed freak or freak, if you'd prefer. Um, I want to see his tattoos now. Now I'm all curious about mm, what his tattoos too, look yeah. like. But uh, we we hope uh, nothing but the best for you and all of this. And I'm telling you right now, man, little little baby grandkids, it's the best thing on the planet. It sounds stereotypic. They all say it. They all want to whip out their photos and show you. But when it happens to There's you,
0: reason. oh, man.
3: It's amazing, like it's just amazing. Anyway, um, Wendy, anything else going on? Uh, you're in the thick of a of a run of uh, real steps, so nothing to really add. We there. We
5: are in the thick of it. it is know.
3: it's going really well? Oh, Man, good good news, fun. everybody! I'm joining the next phase. I'm in the next yeah. phase. So, are you
5: going to announce it? All right, you're I'll committing. announce it now. How's this going?
3: is way I can. This is how I commit. I'm going to do the next phase and see what this is all about. And part of it is curiosity on my part. Part of it is like, well, we talk about it all the time. I may as well experience what the heck's going on. And part right. of it is I just wanna I like watching Wendy in her natural habitat. It's fun right. to watch her do. And the her biggest
5: thing. part is you need to heal your relationship with food.
3: Yeah, my and that's the other. <laughs> yes, that's the other thing. We had a whole conversation while she was here. Like I've lost 14 pounds. I'm on the right track. Like I'm doing good that way. But my relationship with food is still an abusive one, and I need to figure out how to alter alter that. And, play, and pray I don't alter it yeah. any further. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So
5: if you want to be in in a real steps group with Scott and understand his deepest darkest demons, which we haven't probably discussed all of them on the show. No, um. no,
1: there's no time. We, <laughs> yeah, we've only Wait, been doing the show for eleven years.
3: Yeah, Come that's on. all. I mean, here's the. So I'll give you a quick example of my relationship with food. I've been so last night. Kim made vegetarian jambalaya it was amazing one of her best batches ever huge pot of it uh carter loves it obviously because it's vegetarian but i like it just because it's amazing and i in my head i went well normally i'd get a bowl you know when it's got the chicken and, and the and the and the shrimp and maybe some sausage in there or whatever i'll get a bowl that'll do me last night i was like i'm not gonna do rice but I'm going to have three bowls of this <laughs> because it's so much better for me. Why not go three bowls instead right, of the two right. or the one? And, you know, spent most of the night, uh, Dutch ovening my poor wife. So I guess what I'm saying is <laughs> what I'm saying is like, I, I really do want to kind of get my head around why I do that. Cause I do that. And yeah. so instead of me going, ah, oh, I've lost 14 pounds, I'd less bread, less rice, less sugar, really going a long way. So mm-hmm. let's see how many apples I can eat in a day. You know, like right, I got exactly. Yes. I, oh, I gotta, I've
1: earned this. I've earned the the right to do this.
3: Yeah, it's a weird yeah. it's a weird psychology. So I'm going to actually yeah. try it out, and then I can you know when you're when it comes time for people to join up, I can actually say, oh man, you need to do this. Or maybe I'll have a terrible time. I don't know. I don't yeah, know, I don't and
5: you'll know. be like, run for your <laughs> lives. We will stop advertising. Yeah. Bye. But whoever
3: hasn't whoever hasn't done it or will be doing it then, I look forward to hanging out with you as well because that'll be fun. Uh, that'll be yeah. sometime in the. Summer? No, when will this fall.
5: be? Yeah, fall. Yeah, no, we do a fall one.
3: All right, that's right. Um, fall and spring, basically.
5: Start like October-ish sometime. Yeah.
3: Very nice. It's Wendy Dunford. uh Have a great week, and uh yeah. I'm glad you're home Thanks and to. safe. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Bye I, now. See you. Bye now. Bye I can't, now. Can't find her oh, to hang up bye. Her. bye. There she goes. She's left. She's left now. Okay. All right. Well, that was great. uh Let us know, tattooed freak. How things went for you there, bud? For sure.
1: Um, Send us some photos. We want to see the tattoos.
3: I agree. All right, as a reminder of how much stuff we overdo here on the show or um, <laughs> in our podcasting yeah. lives, I'd like to recommend the following programs to you. Tonight, at, uh, well, let's do it in the right order. Coverville today at 1. Tell people about 1 that.
1: 1 p.m. Mountain Time. But yeah, Billy Corgan is turning 55, so uh, Smashing Pumpkins as well as some weird stuff that he's contributed to. I'll bet you never knew that uh, Smashing Pumpkins did a cover of My Blue Heaven, the old crooner classic. My blue heaven. No, or, I, I did not know uh, this. That's amazing. That Billy Corgan got together with Marianne Faithful for a cover of to uh, you know, uh, did, was the how's the chorus go? Something tells me I'm into something good. Really yeah. weird. Yes, Billy Corgan, wow. who you probably don't associate with happy at all, Mm-mm. does that happy song. Plus a bunch of great covers of Smashing Pumpkin songs. I found some amazing stuff. So that's coming up 1 p.m. and you can watch me play Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. Arceus. I'm gonna play Pokemon some Pokemon Arceus.
3: I keep getting tempted to grab that, but with Kirby coming, I gotta, I gotta wait. I gotta hold off. I love go. me Kirby, Brian. I love me some Kirby. Love me some Kirby. So I, that's
1: coming up 1 p.m. Uh, Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville.
3: I'm going to call out an emailer who pissed me off. I'm not going to use his name.
1: Oh, here's here's cool. what he
3: said. Uh, here's the exact quote. Scott, I know you're excited about the new Kirby game, but you do realize that game is made for little kids, right? <laughs> oh, Here jeez. See these two birds? Yeah, these birds are for exactly. you. These birds are going to nest in your nest, Take take a big dump on your house. These birds like you, buddy exactly screw you Kirby rules Kirby rules yeah. all right um, uh, my thing tonight is core 5 p.m mountain time uh, if you like video games speaking of that we are going to uh, have one of them episodes and I'm telling you man uh, something about core right now there's some special sauce over there it's growing like crazy people are loving it if you like general video game discussion news topics type stuff reviews of games we're playing. Uh, You want to get your gaming fix? I swear, Core is on a roll, and I I want you all to be a part of it. So if you haven't checked it out already, do so. That's tonight at 5. Live right here at the same channel. But if you'd rather just get the podcast, that happens right after. So get that wherever you get your shows. Just look for Core. Uh, Film Sack this weekend, we're doing The Losers. Yeah, we are. The Losers. Chris
1: Evans in yet another comic book character role. That's right. And
3: liking 6th
1: like or 7th or something.
3: I think we liked it maybe a little more than the world liked it when it came out. I think so. yeah, yeah. We but, saw um, some real potential there for sure. Yeah, I think it's worth checking out though. The episode was one of my favorites though. We had a lot of fun uh recording it. We pre-recorded it if this isn't obvious. <laughs> uh, That's yeah. why we're talking about it in the past tense. Exactly. But um yes. that comes out this weekend, so check that out. Uh Then on Friday morning, tomorrow morning, Carter and I will be doing a uh, Friday morning stream. We'll continue our our run through an adventure game we found that we like quite a bit. So check that out if you want to see that. And there will be dungeons at 2 p.m. on Saturday. Again, my schedule, this is too much. I've got to yeah. cut things out. It's too much. Uh,
1: and if you're anywhere near the uh, the Dallas area, please come visit me at the Dallas Pinball Festival or Texas Pinball Festival. I'll be there all day Saturday, a little bit Friday night, a little bit Sunday morning, but really all day uh, Saturday uh, with the lovely Tina by my side. Um, we're doing a meetup at the Cypress Lounge at 2 p.m., uh, which is in the Embassy Suites at the hotel where the event is being held. But uh, if you're not able to make that of the you know that time, because I know that. the seventh doctor is going to be signing stuff at that very same time there's a new doctor who pinball machine and so he's he's there for the promotion of that oh wow uh but uh message me and we can definitely figure out a way to to hook up i can buy you a drink and we can we can hug or shake hands or whatever well maybe not whatever those are the two choices (laughs) those are the only two choices hug or shake hands uh
3: that's really funny
1: Uh, at the uh the
3: the pinball festival so so. is this sylvester mccoy is that the doctor
1: that is exactly who it is yeah okay that's cool
3: i was like wait a minute which is the seventh I lose track
1: i know yeah no he's one i wasn't familiar with (laughs) yeah
3: i have to admit i'm not super up on who that dude was i guess he's 90s Uh, late night early 90s guy maybe that's what this uh, looks like 80s maybe when did um when did scarf boy stop uh well that was fourth yeah um oh he was four okay so it's yeah gotta be 90s though right early aughts a scarf boy by the way i like that but I, can think I can't remember name.
1: what the hell his name is genie <laughs> says 81 81 oh all right yeah so he was uh 87 to 89 and then he came back in 1996 as the doctor okay
3: did they did they rip through a bunch between baker and him then that must have been what happened because if you go from four to seven and it was, yeah, it was only really 81 question. they must have hauled uh, ass there
1: that's a really interesting let me see here uh let's see da da, da, da. actors come on show me
3: show me actors bing. show me actors
1: for 10 points bing, uh, bing. Bing. Show me actors. No, you nothing. Think. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Fourth Doctor, Tom Baker, 74 to 81. Peter Davidson, not not Pete Davidson, but no. Peter Davidson Tav- Davidson from 82 to 84. Colin Baker from 84 to 86. Then Sylvester McCoy from 87 to 89. Yeah. Paul McGann for one brief uh, year, 96. And then we had like a big gap. And then Eccleston, um... And Tennant Smith Capaldi, right,
3: right, right. And now, the, right. And now the lady, she's cool. I like her. She seems great. And then, is she's there, great, yeah. There's some word of. Uh, is this a rumor true that? Um, oh, handsome '90s British man got in trouble for getting a a, a beej by a hooker in Hollywood. Um, oh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant is some is rumored to be the next Doctor. I keep hearing. Really? Oh wow, St- I haven't heard that at all. Hugh, interesting. Hold on. Let's see if this is. I, I might be conflating something let me just make sure okay Hugh Grant in the news here we go uh Hugh Grant oh Hugh Grant oh there's an update damn it it says Hugh Grant okay. would very much like you to know that he will not be the next Doctor Who thank you very much <laughs> all right so apparently the rumors are false yes. he's not doing
1: that. yes we don't need uh we don't need him getting trouble with his companion no
3: no and another beige. Beach. I like the term. Hey, Beach. Hey, Beach.
1: <laughs> Cradle Potter wants us in the uh, officer's mess in like 10 minutes, Beach. Uh,
3: it's like Adam Scott. I'm just kidding. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Because it sure wasn't Helen Alda. Nope. Uh, all, right. all right. We're done. Uh, oh, real quick. Patreon.com slash TMS. Uh, support us. We need it. The show survives upon your good graces. We need you there. Please, please, if you haven't yet, be a patron. Uh, You may get your name mentioned next week, and I'd love to do that. So, patreon.com slash TMS. Okay, song uh, song time, Brian. Play a song.
1: Song time. So, uh, a couple of the people I'm really excited to see this weekend are Bobby Ann and Barry Folk. Uh, Barry wrote in and said, Hi, Scott and Brian and wonderful tadpole people. I wanted to request a song for my awesome wife's birthday on March 24th. That is today. Happy Yay! birthday, Bobby Ann. She's looking forward to seeing half of you in Dallas and then all of you in Vegas. <laughs> uh, nice. Thanks. Is it too early to get a Canada fish oh, sandwich? Never.
3: Canada. Okay, there's the first part. Hold on. Uh, Canada. And then uh, where is it? Uh, the fish sandwich. The tender bacon. Oh, that's not man. it. Hold on. That's the wrong sandwich. Hey, Oregon fish sandwich. There it is. Excellent. Very good. He
1: Uh, he wants to to request any Billy Joel cover. I've got a really good one that I'm amazed I haven't played before. This is by the Diamond Family Archive uh, from 2009 from their album The Wanderer. This is one of those covers where if you're not paying attention, just based on the melody, you would not recognize this as She's Always a Woman. But then you start hearing the lyrics, and it's like, oh, This isn't the way this song normally goes, and so it's, like, really cool. Uh, She's Always a Woman by the Diamond Family Archive.
6: She can kill with a smile She can wound with her eyes She can ruin your faith 需要
3: part of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com it's a killer it's a
0: man-eater
5: imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time